Hello there, how are you guys? <laughs> I hope that you've been doing well in the past two weeks. And if not, I hope that you are giving yourself some grace. And if you need a little bit of inspiration, you've come to the right place. <laughs> so welcome. And honestly, today's episode is truly inspiring and I'm very excited to share it with you. I'm pleased to introduce you to Leili Atahi. From attending secret schools for girls in Afghanistan when she was six, teaching other girls how to write their own names in her teenage years and early 20s, to traveling the world and settling in Canada, Lely has had an incredible journey in her 29 years of age. She has done many things, but also learned many things. And honestly, I am amazed by her story, determination, and bravery, because those qualities have led her to learn more about herself, but also to become a great source of support to other women in their education and other aspects of their lives. I really enjoy this interview. Something that I really admire about us humans is that sometimes whenever things get difficult, we don't give up. <laughs> something that really inspired me about Layli's story is that it reflects the story of a lot of Afghan women who haven't given up in terms of pursuing an education. You know, the system tried to shut those dreams down, but you know, there were other amazing women who didn't give up and they persisted and showed resilience and they were like, you know what, you may try to stop us, but you can't. Truly, and this is reflected through the secret school system in Afghanistan. But yeah, Layli is one of those amazing women. So now get comfy and whatever you are, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Project 25 was born out of the obsession that we have with figuring things out. Being a 25-year-old or a 20-something is a lot. It's fun and exciting, but also confusing and weird. It's an age where we realize that maybe the goals we had for ourselves weren't really ours to begin with, an age of tons of learning and unlearning, and an age of frequently asking ourselves, what am I doing with my life? And that leaves us with a lot of uncertainty. I'm Andrea Juarez, and I created this project when I hit my quarter-life crisis. <laughs> Looking for answers, I decided to ask my family members, friends, and people I admire about their experiences being 25, what has changed, what they've learned, and their advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. Thank you, Leili, for being here and for agreeing to be part of the project. Like I just mentioned, Hector told me, big shout out to Hector, he told me a little bit about you and your story, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. And yeah, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I'm also really excited to be here and to share my story, of course. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, like I don't take it for granted. So really appreciate <laughs> that you're here. And yeah, so the very first question that I have for you is, if you can tell us your age title mm -hmm. and how would you describe yourself and mm -hmm. what's a fun fact about you? Sure. Uh, as I said, my name is Layli. I'm 29 years old from Afghanistan originally, but currently based in Canada. Also, in February 22, my family and I moved to Canada. It's not too long ago, of course. <laughs> so currently, I'm working at SAID as an academic advisor. Recently, I started like a couple of 
days ago, like three, four days ago, actually. Oh, wow. As an academic advisor. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. And I work for the School of Construction at SAIN. I describe myself a very hardworking person. And also, so I don't have a lot of stuff to say about myself. Through my story, you will get to know me more. And a fun fact about me is I speak in three different languages. And another thing is when I talk to a person, I mean, totally a stranger for five to 10 minutes, I get to know a lot about their personality. And I can also know more about their like strain and weaknesses. So I'm not saying like I'm really good at it, but it's like, you know, when you want to make friends, it is really important. So, yeah. Yeah, you should be a trained psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I do read books about uh, people. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's mostly like psychology, something, human behavior and how they behave, why they behave that way. So I'm really interested. Yeah. That's yeah, why. me too. I think, yeah, I think we're going to have so much fun today because I'm like that too. Like I love psychology books. Like I oh. am not a psychologist. I'm a communicator. I don't know. I feel like I'm too sensitive to be a psychologist. Like I will be crying with the patient. Same <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Stay> with me. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, no, that's amazing. And now lately, I just want to ask you, you know, you just told me that you recently moved here. And like I mentioned, Hector told me a little bit about your story. I keep saying that. But (laughs) yeah, I want to ask you, like four years ago, when you were 25, uh, what did you do? And yeah, where did you spend your time in? I know I was reading a little bit about the situation while listening about the situation in Afghanistan. With mm-hmm. in 2021 when the Taliban came back and the U.S. troops left, so yes. that they immediately, you know, like the the program. Everything has changed. Yeah, everything has changed. So uh, right now, I'm gonna focus on when you were 25, but I'm also interested about when you were 20, 27. Yeah, but first, let's start off with what did you do when you were 25? <laughs> so when I was 25, I was at university. So. Okay, a little bit about my background. I got a scholarship uh, in American University of Central Asia in 2015. So I moved there and I was there like when I was 25. I'm not sure like which year would that be when I was 25. (laughs) But I'm sure like I was at university, maybe my senior year, I believe. So yeah, so I was really, I wasn't really social person. I was living a life of a hermit, like totally like just being at home, not going outside, not talking to people a lot because I was really focused on my goals. It's because of my, my background. I have what I have been through when I was a kid or like seeing women struggle, all the challenges, you know, everything that happened to women. So I was really focused that I have to be an independent woman. I have to get a great education. I have to have my degree by this year and then I have to start working right away. You know, it's just like all those stuff that you have in your life and it doesn't really let you do anything else like something fun or really enjoy your life yeah (laughs) yeah I was asking about yeah like where like what did you do when you were 25 and you just mentioned right like you grew up seeing a lot of like injustice towards women Mm -hmm. Um, so you were really focused on like being independent which leads to my next question so what did you think when you were 25? So what was your vision of the world? And or were you like, did you follow a certain religion? Or did you have a like a motto or a mantra? Mm. Yeah, where was your mind at and your thoughts 
when you were 25? Yeah, so when I was 25, of course, I'm coming from religious family. I would say society. Like uh, we we were supposed to follow religion without even questioning it. So yeah, I'm coming from that. And then I, we know that like those type of beliefs can affect our life in cer- certain ways. So that can shape our life. Uh, so my belief was, so I was really focused on <laughs> empowering women also because I was one of them. So I was focused on myself as well. Just like, as I said, like getting education, being, I was really focused to finish up with my degree, to have my degree by 2020 and then start working. So I wasn't really a religious person like someone else who just like strictly follow the path. But for me, mostly my religion was education, women and seeing like, you know, to empower women and also to see a lot of strong women around me, especially uh, Afghan women. Yeah. So that that was the reason which kept me away from other things, especially like I, I at that time, I didn't really care like about getting to know people around me or talking to them. and. Yeah, I think that's all about me. It's just like all, I was really focused on getting education. And also during my summer breaks, I used to go back home. Um, I did internship, uh, also volunteering. Also, I used to call girls in my neighborhood who weren't allowed to go to school. So I was there to kind of help them just to do some basic, right, like do writing and reading in my language. So I was expecting at least they should be able to write their names. Yeah. So I was really focused on that. that That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was hearing about the secret schools that exist, right? Like, like that hidden in basements for women, which I think it's really amazing and revolutionary, mm-hmm. especially, especially given the circumstances. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's, that's amazing. Props to you. <laughs> yeah. So as you just mentioned about the secret school, actually, I attended one. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I think it was 2001, I believe. I was, I think I was like six years old. I don't remember. <laughs> like something happened with my math today. Anyway, so I was, I was a kid and my mom, my mom is uneducated. My parents, both of them are educated, but my mom is an amazing woman because she always supported us to get an education, a good education. So at that time, when I was a kid, I think 2001, yeah. Um, so my mom, there wasn't any school for girls. So I, I attend one secret school, a lady, I don't remember her name. I'm just trying. So there was a lady, I think she was around like 56 years old, something. She was our teacher and she, she was the first person who taught me how to write my name so yeah and I used to hide my notebook under my clothes so no one can see it so also like there were around I I believe she had around 30 plus something students but I met only like three four of them because we couldn't attend the class all at the same time so no one kind of noticed that we are going to school or getting education because I, I don't know, like as a kid, I didn't know like what would be the consequences if someone find out we are attending a secret school. But yeah, my mom, she was there. She was always like, ah, you have to go. You have to learn because I'm uneducated, but I want you to get education. So you shouldn't be a victim of these false religious or, you know, false religious beliefs. So yeah, she yeah, helped me to get education. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was also listening to that, for example, like the students, well, at least the one, I think there was a documentary about it 
like I heard about it on a podcast, like I didn't watch the actual documentary, but it was that on the secret schools, like women of all ages attend the schools, right? So one of your classmates can be like twice your age or... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, we had like, I was, I think six something, six years old, but I had like classmate 20 years old, 15, a very big age gap. Yeah. <laughs> but it's no. not like, you know, same goal, just exactly. to get education. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And now yeah. lately, I wanted to ask you, well, this is a big one, <laughs> but from when you were 25 to this day, what has changed in the world and in yourself? I would say a lot of things has changed. You know, we, we do experience changes every day. And we are like, someday we are like, oh, I made a mistake. And then you correct it and you, you learn from it. So a lot of things has changed in my life too. From the point that I was, <laughs> I didn't like to talk to people. I was just really focused. Now I'm like, I'm social. I like to get to know new people. I like to ask them how they see, what is the, the purpose of their being or how, how they see things and how things works for them. So my belief totally, totally changed. And now um, I'm more open to learn and also share. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big change. And I'm still trying to learn more about people around me. And yeah, that's why I'm here. Like, I just want to share about my story. So it, it would help someone in some ways. And it can motivate someone to bring some changes in their life. So yeah, thank you. You should be a journalist or work in communications. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, wish because, I could be one. <laughs> because that's how we are. Like, that's the reason of the podcast. You like, I want to learn about people and what they think and how they've, you know, like overcome like their struggles so thank you i appreciate it and yes because you never know who you may help by sharing your story right like life stories are so inspiring mm -hmm. and yeah you never know who can be inspired by it and motivated so yeah and now i want to ask you now that you were just talking about how you are now you know, you're more social and you talked a little bit about your job at the beginning. But I want to ask you now, what do you do and what are your beliefs? And what do you do doesn't have to be just focused on your job. It can also be your mm -hmm. hobbies, etc., etc. As I said, I was, so there's a good word for that. I think it's a uh, pessimistic, right? And now I'm more optimistic about everything that happened, that that is happening in my life. So right now I work with the students, of course. I'm an academic advisor, but I really enjoy doing it because still it's somehow, you know, you're helping someone and you're kind of like going through the process with them. And you, when there's, when they, when they succeed and you, you just feel the joy and the happiness. So it's just like, it's amazing. So I would say right now it's all also about changes that happen in my life. Like I'm more into taking risks. I'm not afraid of making mistakes which I used to be. I was really careful, like, because I'm coming from a very restrict society. You know, I was afraid of uh, being judged by people or especially by men. <laughs> I'm not trying to, like, judge them, but still, like, I was really afraid of uh, being judged by other people, especially men. So I, I couldn't take the risk doing things or try new things in my life. Also, I like to explore. I like to learn. And I like to make mistakes. 
it's it's funny, right? But I like to make mistakes, even like when someone comes and tell me like, don't do it, it's wrong. But I'm like, no, I, I want to do it. I want to make that mistake. I want to go through the process because your learning from that mistake is totally different from my experience and learning. So I want to do that mistake, not one time, but many times because I want to learn from it. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's the whole change in my life. And why it happened is because of getting education and kind of even like while I was getting education, I was, when I was at university still, I was really focused on certain goals. But then when I moved to Canada or even before moving to Canada, during two years, I traveled to different countries. So I was in Kyrgyzstan. I went to India, also Tajikistan and Rwanda, so which is uh, African countries. So I learned a lot from my journey, how it's like when you see, when you go to each country, you see how people think differently about certain, okay, we just say problem. Like in, in Africa, I found out that people are more focused about surviving. You know, they're poor and they just want to have a job and then just to survive, to get food and feed their kids. Uh, but when I was in, in India, India was also kind of certain sa same situation, but people were also very focused on getting education because they believe that education is the only way uh, that can help them to kind of overcome those challenges. But in Kyrgyzstan, so people were more cool. <laughs> they were like, they, so because I was among the uh, university students, they just like to have fun, enjoy life. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, I want to enjoy my life. I'm 29, but I want to enjoy my life like a, a teenage, right? Also in Tajikistan, it was also more like my my country because there were certain rules for especially for women to follow and so i saw the different aspects and then i was like you know you have to come up with your own rules in life you don't need to follow up rules made by other human beings you don't need to feel bad about not following them or failing to follow them, those rules right because even when i was in high school you weren't allowed to ask questions from our teacher so it, it is kind of funny for people here they're like oh really <laughs> you 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 weren't able to ask question or you weren't allowed to ask questions and then i'm like yeah because you were we were asked to accept whatever is said by a teacher so wow. we weren't yeah we weren't allowed to actually ask questions especially when it comes to something religion belief stuff we couldn't ask any question we were asked to just repeat and memorize that's all so yeah. when i talk about myself right now i explain like how i made my own rules my own beliefs for some people it would be something like okay it's normal but no for me it's not normal because i'm coming from as i explained about even about my high school what happened there so yeah this is my journey and I, I have learned a lot from it. Yeah. And I think that sometimes here, you know, we take things for granted, right? Like our education, we take it for granted, but we don't mm -hmm. stop to think about how life can be in other countries and for other people and like situations are different everywhere, right? So yeah, yeah no, that's pretty punk rock in my opinion. Like, <laughs> You know, just like going against the system that, you know, tried to silence you for many years and then having the privilege of being in another country and finally, you know, free yourself from those beliefs. I think mm -hmm. it, 
it, it, it probably wasn't easy, but I think it's really cool that you have been able to do that. Yeah, it was, it was a good experience, of course. It took me a long time to yeah. change, but it was, but it, it's really worth it. Yeah, I am originally from Mexico. So like even like some like social rules or whatever, they are like deeply ingrained that sometimes I have to fight them. So, you know, it's like, so I understand how we can be like. It's not the same, of course, but I understand how we can be like. So thank you for sharing all of that. I really appreciate it. And now I want to ask you, what has been your biggest challenge and how do you deal or dealt with it? So the first, of course, like challenges, you know, in life, it, it is part of our life. We do face them every day. But the biggest challenge, so there are like <laughs> some of them I want to talk about. So one of them was when I was a kid or growing up in Afghanistan, I have witnessed how women deal with difficulties and how they fought like every day in order to get their basic rights. So one of them is like getting education or uh, going to school, right? And seeing women, most of them were uneducated and they didn't know about their basic rights. They couldn't raise their rights or just say like, oh, this is my rights. I, I want to go to school, right? Or only like very basic thing, you, they weren't able to, they weren't allowed to make their life decision, even getting married or it was really challenging for them. So growing up, even my mom is one of the victim of like those religious beliefs or fault rule. And also my grandmother. So I, I, I don't want, I don't want to mention everyone. So they were uh, the victim. Also the way those, that, that situation affect, affected me, it wasn't really easy for me to come over. Especially when I, when I talked about when I was away from my country and I was living on my own. And still like kind of dealing with my past, current and future. You have all those thoughts coming from your past and forcing you to be in certain way. And then your current situation is like, okay, you have all these opportunities and then how to use them. And then you also think about your future. Like, okay, what if I don't use these opportunities? So what would happen? I mean, how my future would look like so it was I, I i'm not sure if people would think like oh it is a real challenge but it was challenging for me and the other thing when i left my home country for the first time and not for the first time but when i when we lost our country when taliban came uh, and took over afghanistan right august 21 uh, 2021 so even I was, uh, I wasn't in Afghanistan at that time. I was in Tajikistan with my family because we, even before, before, um, Taliban take over, we, we could feel the difference. Like in, you know, the situation were getting worse day by day, every day. So my family decided to move to Tajikistan because it wasn't safe for us, especially for me. There are actually right now, of course, but at that time, even there were some group of extremist people who didn't like educated women. Actually, one of my classmates were killed. I think I'm it so was sorry. 2019. Uh, so she were killed because she was an activist and she she was also one of those women who really who fight for women rights and who raised her wise. So she was killed by them. So my parents, um, they were like, okay, 
I was done with my university and then I started working in Kyrgyzstan after graduation. So they were like, you don't need to come back to Afghanistan because it's not safe for you. I was really upset, like growing up, having all those mindset goals in your life. And then you cannot come, you cannot go back to your country. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy. Then they also, I have another sister. She was in a boarding school funded by, by the U.S. So it wasn't safe for her as well. So they decided to move to another country. So we all can live together in a, in a safe place. So yeah. And in August 22, when I heard Taliban took over the capital, I knew that they were around the other like provinces. They were somewhere, but still we were like, okay, capital is safe. So the main city is safe. It's okay. Everything will be okay. They just, it will just take time. But actually in the morning when I heard like what happened, I was really upset. I lost my hope. I, in my heart felt heavy, like dark, you know, you just lose your hope. You, of you course. just. You feel like you have nowhere else to go. It's it, it was really hard. It took me, I would say, like three months, even more than that, to kind of work on myself and then find a hope to live my life. It, it wasn't easy, not only for me, but for all my family. So these were the biggest challenges in my life and how I came over. It took time, of course. And the other thing is I had my mom beside me. She always supported me. And uh, still, I, I, I came up with, with a different idea, with a different goal. Like, okay, I need to do this in order to still I can help women. I need to, like, I shouldn't lose my hope. And I started reading, like, reading books, which motivational books. That really helped me. Yes, and then, they're amazing. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. It, so it people helped. like make fun of them. But honestly, no. when you're going through it, like through some really hard You really stuff, feel it. It's like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Thank you, person, for writing this. <laughs> and also, you feel like you're not the only person going through this. Like exactly. there are many people. So we when you, of course, stuff. you don't, you don't want people to go through like challenges. But still, when you feel like you're not the only one, still, you feel good a little bit about it right <laughs> so yeah, you're not yeah. alone you're not alone of course and also you get some life lessons you know like what to do how to come how to come over those challenges or how, like what to do in certain situations so those books really helped me and also like my family and the other thing would be I start learning more about myself, realizing my weaknesses or strengths, and I worked on them. It took me a lot of time, but finally I made it. I'm not like there yet, but still I'm working on myself. I think it's a process that takes, it's an everyday process, I think. Yeah. So thank you very much for sharing that. And now I want to ask you if you could share a time in which you succeeded and whatever mm -hmm. success means for you now, And what happened and what did you do? Yeah, so I really like it when you said whatever sec success meant to you, right? Because success, is, it's, it's a beautiful word. <laughs> it's, it is connected to our feelings, emotions. Also, it could be different person to person, right? So for me, success, it, it's happiness, it's excitement, it's a hope. Also, I have another description for it as well. It's a new window in your room where you can see the world from a different angle, you know, something that you have never seen. So you can see it from a different angle. Uh, so there are certain things that makes 
me happy or made me happy in the past. First thing was going to school for the first time. Even when I was a kid, I told you about my secret school, right? Then in 2001, I was attending secret school. But one night, not night, but it was around like four in the morning. I heard something, some noise and I got up. I, I started looking for my mom and I found her sitting in our kitchen sewing clothes so she had a machine i don't know sewing machine so she was she was just sewing clothes and i was like what are you doing mom she's like oh i'm just trying to finish up some orders so i can get the money and i can buy you some school bag or maybe like notebook you know all this stuff and i was like okay and she's like oh don't you remember you starting from so here monday is the first day of the week but for us saturday was first day of the week so we had only one day off which was friday so it's different and then she's like oh starting uh, next week you can go to school i'm like i'm going to school mom she's like no real school i didn't know the difference between a secret school a real school i didn't know about it yeah you were like yeah i don't know yeah and then she is like um okay let me explain she she explained actually to me i was like okay tell me she's like you can have a backpack you don't need to hide your notebook under your clothes i'm like okay and then she's like you can make friends you can see as many girls as you want you can make friends you can talk to them you can walk together to school and i was really happy i was like seriously i'm going to have a backpack i was really excited really excited just to have a backpack you know <laughs> and then she's like yeah you can do that so i remember that day i don't know like it was one of the most important day in my life because it was a day that i kind of find out that i can go to school actual school not a secret one and then mm, i can i can wear a uniform so yeah that was something that made me happy and i even now when i remember i feel like happiness or i'm like okay i was successful or something that i achieved in my life even i didn't do anything i just <laughs> i was just needed to go to school and then the next thing is when i got fully funded scholarship for five years so i was really happy i remember i was inside of a car i don't know i was going somewhere so i got a call and then they were like oh congratulations you got scholarship so your application has been accepted i was really happy i was like okay i'm on the right way somewhere i can just go and work hard and achieve my goals and the next thing oh the most important thing um i used to teach i wouldn't say teach i used to work with the girls in my neighborhood so i had some students uh, or some friends like who were like really interested in going to school but actually their parents didn't let them to go to school so one of the girl who was like very brave strong i mean like energetic with all those struggles that she was going through but still she was really a strong girl so she, she was intelligent and also hard working so we went through some process and we were trying to find out some ways, some information to kind of convince their family so she can attend school. I don't know, like it took us like three months, something like that around to make, to convince her parents to let her go to school. So the day she came to me, I was sitting and I was there sitting with, with another student working on math. I was a little bit like not angry, like, uh, you know, when you work on math and then you're just trying to make them learn and understand, you're kind of frustrated. And then she just came up and she hugged me. I'm like, what happened? She's like, 
I can go to school. Oh, oh my God. I cried. Like, I don't know, like for an hour I cried. I was like, just tell me that you're not, it's, it's real. Like I'm not dreaming. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm going to school. I'm like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that was, how old was she? Uh, she was, I think 12 years old, something. Oh, okay. 12. So she was yeah. going to middle school or high school or. Yeah. She, uh, she started from grade five or six. I don't exactly remember, but yeah, she started from somewhere, but she was really good at, in her, I mean, in her studies, everything. So that was also when I really feel like happy. I feel achieved. Yeah. Those very happy moments in my life. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I love how they all relate to education. Like you're also right now working in like, like an educational institution. So it all goes back to education and how important it is. And like I mentioned, I feel like sometimes we do take it for granted here. So yeah, that's awesome. And when you said about your scholarship, because that was... Ghanistan. Yeah, it was American University of Central Asia. If you know, if you heard of uh, Kyrgyzstan. I don't know. It's like one of yeah. the Central Asian countries. So American University, they have like different branches. One is in Afghanistan. So I didn't go there. So that was also one of my plans to get there, to get in there. But I also tried my luck in other places. So I got accepted in, in Kyrgyzstan, the one in Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, so you ended up working out for the better. Yeah, I mean, that was great. I mean, that yeah. was one of life-changing Something like changed my life, actually. That's awesome. Thank you. And now, Leili, can you share a time in which you failed, whatever that means for you? What happened? How did you handle the situation? And what did you learn? Uh, when we talk about failure, of course, it's like it is part of life challenges or success or anything else. And the important thing that I have learned from my failure is how we go through it and how we perceive it. So one thing, oh, I can just talk about the one <laughs> recently happened before uh, getting this job. So of course I applied for different jobs and I, I had two favorite that I, I really wanted to get in and wanted to work there. But for one of them, I didn't get any interview. For the second one, I got an interview, but I didn't get the offer. <laughs> I was really upset. I was like, okay, what's next? Okay, I don't want to try again. <laughs> so oh my gosh, the job search is awful. I was in a job search recently too. <laughs> I'm starting actually my new job on Thursday. Oh, amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, thank you. So that's how like, yeah, I feel you. It's then like when it's like happens, like, Often like, oh, thank you for your application, but we went with another. It's like, okay, but when, if you've been doing it for like, for a couple of months, it's like, okay, which job is the one? Like, Yeah, I just sound like, oh, we went with another applicant. I'm like, how about me? I worked really hard. <laughs> and my interview went great. So what about me? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, but it, it, it is really important, like how you perceive it, right? Like even if you count it as a failure in your life. So the thing that I did, I went through the, so whenever I have interview, I always take notes and I just sit after um, having my interview, remembering all the questions. So just writing something down for myself to remember for my next interview. So I did the same. I was like, okay, what was wrong and what happened? Why I didn't get it? Because I was kind of really, I had all 
the, I don't want to say all, but I was very close to all the, the requirements that they asked from a candidate to have or skill sets, everything. I was like, okay, I was really close. Why I didn't get it? And then I was like, ah, why I'm just thinking about why I didn't get it. So let's just work on your skills. I had my resume. It wasn't really updated because I was like, okay, this is fine. And then I had my old way of answering interview questions. And then I start watching some videos like, okay, how to answer these questions or just, you know, kind of analyzing, going through the process and accepting. For me, it's like I told myself, you have to accept it. I know there are like many amazing people around. Of course, they can get the job. So you just need to work on your skill. And I did so. I worked on my resume and then I interview questions. I also asked for help. I do have amazing, amazing co-workers when I was in admission team. And Hector is one of them. He is amazing. <laughs> and also I have other co-workers and I asked them for interview question tips and they really helped me. And I got to, I applied for two jobs after that. And I got interview for both and I got a job offer for both of them. So I wow, went to the School amazing. of Construction. Yeah, so it's all about you accepting, going through the process and kind of analyzing, work on your skill. That's it. Like try your best. Don't yeah. no pressure. Yeah, yeah, no. And like I think that even like sometimes when you don't get the jobs that you're applying to, like it can be mm -hmm. discouraging. But what I told myself is like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. Like it wasn't for me. Because sometimes you can even like have all the skills or whatever, but you're just not a good fit. Mm -hmm. for the culture there or like the people like the team so like sometimes they are like saving you from a nightmare <laughs> you know so like I, I agree <laughs> but I, I also agree that you know like if you bomb an interview it's nice to prepare I also watch YouTube videos like this is not an ad but very helpful right but like self-made millennial she is so good at like explaining like stuff for like interviews So like you said, you can educate yourself. Like there are so many resources out there like on YouTube. So, and yeah, like you mentioned too, like friends help a lot. Like Hector yeah. was one of my references for my, this job that I got. He's amazing. <laughs> Props to Hector, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, thank you very much for sharing that. And now I want to ask you, what has motivated you or what motivates you? Motivation. When I think about uh, what motivates me, I remember my mom, the way she supported me and she went through all the challenges like um, in order to educate us. And when I see her, she is a strong woman. So that really motivates me uh, to just to work harder every day. And also the other thing is my siblings, overall my family. They also motivate me. And the other thing would be, you know, like reading books, <laughs> always, <laughs> always reading books and just find something for yourself. Keep yourself motivated. It's not easy. Sometimes we, we do have those days that we feel down. We, we, really, we really don't want to do anything or nothing makes sense, right? Maybe you also, you have been through those days as well. But it's it really important, like how you deal with those days. And how you kind of push yourself. Yeah, it's it, just like watching other things, watching motivational videos. So yeah. it's always helpful. For me. Yeah, inspiration, yeah, is always welcome <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and helpful. Yeah. Thank you. And now, Lily, I want to ask, what are your goals or plans for the future? Well, I do have some goals, like short-term and 
long term so short term would be still i have to work on myself like some skills and you know i still i'm i'm thinking like am i the right fit for this job is this the right place for me i'm still trying to learn floor and also my long term goal is to pursue my master degree but it's kind of i'm trying to find something that i really like also i have to learn more about the job market like what is in in high demand right this kind of it's it's not easy to find something that you like and also it works <laughs> and you can get a good job or also the other thing is i i still think about women in my country i want to help them somehow i'm still like in contact with them i talk to them just trying to motivate them but that's not enough so right now i need to help myself in order to help them in the future Yeah it's not like I don't have a very like big goals but still um I started from somewhere so just a year ago with, yeah. with zero hope with with nothing like I started from somewhere I need time so I'm I'm still working on myself Yeah thank you for sharing yeah take it one day at a time like you you know like I'm sure that it was a lot to process and yeah like if we have to first we can't not power from an empty cup so like we first have to like help ourselves in order to be able to help others yeah right yeah. mhm i agree and now i want to ask you if you could go back to when you were 25 would you change anything or make things different oh yes i would just <laughs> i would change one thing i would say I, I would say my, to myself don't be hard on yourself <laughs> it's life you have to enjoy your life as well don't stress about what happened in the past we do have i mean most of most of us those past traumas that didn't doesn't let us to live our life i would say this be nice to yourself be kind to yourself don't be that hard so that's all i would say yeah that's beautiful thank you <laughs> and now I want to ask what advice do you have for today's 20 something? Oh. <laughs> so I would say even like 20s or maybe anyone under 20 or 25 or anyone like doesn't matter. When I talk to even my siblings, I tell them that try to try to get to know yourself. It seems to be very easy, but I think it is one of the most difficult tasks or difficult thing for someone to do because once you know yourself well what you really want in life you find the purpose of being you also know your weaknesses happiness what makes you happy what makes you feel upset and you know also how to come over those struggles and be successful. It's all about you. As as I just we talked about like how happiness or maybe uh success can be different person to person. You know, when you know yourself, you're kind of you will be successful in your life. Yeah, that's what I would tell them. Just work on yourself. Thank <laughs> be you. open. <laughs> and now when you say like, oh, try to get to know yourself because that's what you did. That's what I did. Yes. So, how did you do it? Like did you do it like through journaling or reading books like for example like for people here listening like okay like yeah i want to get to know myself but like how do i do it like how do i even start oh it is it is not easy of course for me why it happened and how it happened it's like when i was alone i i was hopeless in my life i start to analyze everything so there's a big problem right in your life and you're trying to make it Uh, break them 
down into pieces, small pieces, and kind of analyzing each of them. So for me, uh, usually I I still do that. I read books, especially how other people perceive problems or maybe see the world. What is their purpose of being? You know, sometimes when I meet some new people, I ask them like, what is the purpose of your being? And they're like, I, they hate my question. <laughs> they don't like it. He's like, he goes them. like uh, from zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> so I like to have those type of communication with, with, yeah. with people. Deep conversations. I, yeah, deep. Because... Even, I don't know, some people really don't like it. They don't want to answer. But when we talk, I understand like what, what is important in their life. So for some people, it's sport. For some people, it's art. For me, it's more about education. It's the power education, women, empowering them. You know, it's like everyone has their kind of goal in their life. So when you sit down, take your time. It, it doesn't happen in a month and a week. Well, I'm learning. It's just really talk to people learn about their life or maybe simply share your life journey or they can share with you and you just learn from them and kind of don't be judgmental try to accept them and somehow put yourself in their place and then try to and also experience new things uh, learn new language and culture everything anything a small move can change a lot of stuff so they can start from anywhere like just start from reading a book easy or make like friends like a diverse group of friends that all yeah. that's also helpful listen to um, this podcast <laughs> just I mean, kidding but yes, like, that's, yes i think one of the thing when you were saying about listening to other people and what they what their passion is and their purpose i do feel like sometimes we can be like a mirror like uh, people so like for me like with this podcast someone is telling me about themselves And I'm like, oh, I am like that too, in that kind of way, you know? So like I see myself in other people and I think that other people may see themselves through me. So like we're all connected and... Yeah, we are, yeah. are connected. Yeah, yeah. no, that's amazing. Thank you very much uh, for sharing your advice. And actually, I'm going to ask you the last question. So is there anything that you like to share that you think it's important and I didn't ask you? I think we mostly covered a lot of things, but you know, one thing, I don't know, something that I, I just read these days and motivated me. I want to share that. It's, it's very small, like short sentence, but I even uh, written that on my board. It's like, if it feels good, do it. You know, it's, it's very simple, yeah. but when you think that if it feels good, makes you happy, do it, go for it. So yeah, and also the other thing would be from, I don't know, like I'm just sharing from my perspective. Whenever anyone, I mean, I mean, anyone is listening to us right now, or maybe we are like even sharing with, with each other. Whenever we face any problem or any tough situation, we shouldn't leave it like that or just like, oh my God, what to do? Like, or be, or just lose hope instead You know, problem challenges are there for us to make us stronger, to make us realize, to make us like be grateful for some stuff in our life. So instead of being very negative about it, just go through it, go through the process. Even if you feel sad, let yourself feel sad. Uh, so you will come up stronger and also it will help you realize a lot of things in your life and you will be more grateful and you will end up very happy person so 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, there is no other way but true. <laughs> right? So, no, that was amazing, Lily. Thank you so much for your time and just for sharing your story and being so sincere and transparent. I super appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice talking to you and I hope you enjoyed <laughs> no, I talking did. to me and listening to me. I know it was a little bit boring on my <laughs> side. but <laughs> No, <tried>. it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And I think it's important to recognize how all the different life experiences and how you were saying like, yeah, like we have challenges that they happen for a reason. And some at the moment, we may not know the reason, but once we're past that, we know and you're like you have that those aha moments when yeah. you're like okay now i understand and that also shows like the human resilience so yeah yeah thank, thank you. you very much <laughs> thank you thank you very much for listening if you'd like to support this show you can share this episode with your friends community or with someone who may benefit from this conversation You can also rate the show and leave a review and follow it on Instagram at project25.podcast. This is a one-woman show, so if you feel like donating as another way to support, you can go to paypal.me slash project25podcast. And finally, if you'd like to share your story or know someone who does, feel free to email me at andrea.project25 at gmail.com. You can also send me your comments and suggestions in case you want to see someone you like here. And that's all from me. Bye-bye!